Coach Prime, it's almost time for him to coach his first game at Colorado, but people are still very mixed on how they feel about him. I think hate him or love him, you're going to watch him. And I'm going to talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Today of Locked On Buffs, I'm your host, Kevin Borman. It's another great day of Locked On Buffs. Um, we're going to be talking about why people love or loathe Coach Prime and why they do that. Um, we're going to be talking about On Three's bold prediction. Um, for Coach Prime in Colorado. And then we're going to be talking about a swipe that an ESPN writer took at Colorado. Um, but before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code LockdownCollege for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Okay, I saw this great article written by the Oregonian, or yes, the Oregonian. Um, and I thought it was a perfect summary of the coach prime experience at Colorado so far. And as the article is titled love or loathe him, um, Deion Sanders brings prime time to Colorado. And so I read it and I thought you guys would want to hear this little piece about him. Um, just because obviously there's a lot of coach prime supporters in my comment section, which obviously um, that's what we love to see. Um, but he says, I started to appreciate the animosity directed at Sanders long ago with years in perspective as my guide. When he's not on our team, he's easy to dislike. But love him or loathe him, you have to give him credit. He knows how to stir up an audience. Colorado is headed toward another forgettable season in 2023. Well, I didn't didn't mean to bring that part up, but when it when it will open again, open up against TCU, play in a conference that features five preseason top five teams and compete with an inferior roster. Um, okay, that's not the part that I wanted to get to. I didn't want this episode to be all negative. It was more so the overall message. Um, and I think we're kind of experiencing this um, Colorado fans, new and old, um, because I would say new, there's a lot of new ones and old ones are kind of, I think there's a, a difficult mixture right now between fans of the team and then fans that have come along for Coach Prime, which, I mean, you got to love what he's doing. He's bringing fans, bringing an interest to the program. But I think people have a hard time uh, kind of finding a middle ground. And so I wanted to talk about why people, whether they love or dislike him, why he's such a popular polarizing figure. Um, Coach Prime was one of the most popular athletes of all time, one of the best athletes of all time, best football players of all time. Um, and he's kind of a he, – he breaks the norm, if you will. Um, I think everything he does um, is different. Everything he does is not controversial, but it becomes controversial by other people because he wants to do things his way and what he thinks – is the best way to do things. And for a lot of people, those ways aren't the same as how they think. Just a second. So those ways aren't the same as how these other people think, but because it's coach prime and he's such a popular figure, um, I think we've seen more people weighing in on it. Um, there's been other coaches in college football who have used strategies that people kind of criticize or maybe don't even know about, but because he's coach prime, He's got such a big following and such a platform. People know everything he does. Like Texas State, for example, um, a few years ago, uh, I think it was under their past regime, they wanted a roster that was mostly compiled of junior college guys. So they used the junior. They went through the junior college route heavily. Um, they also used transfer portal, the transfer portal, to bring in guys as well. Um, Dabo Sweeney at Clemson. Um, this one's kind of more of a. This one's more known, um, but I think people forget about it. 
whereas Coach Prime is willing to use the portal, uh, Dabas Sweeney rarely uses the portal. Um, I think he's brought in a couple transfers over the past few seasons, but he's not out there bringing in 10, 15 transfers. He doesn't like it, and he doesn't want to use it. Coach Prime, on the other hand, sees the transfer portal right now in its current state, um, because there's no rules and regulations that prevent him from doing so, as a way to revamp his roster that was horrible last season. Not his roster, but the roster that was horrible last season. And so I think people are a little mixed about that. And one of the big points in the article that I read that tidbit from was, if he's on your team, you'd love him. If he's not on your team, you hate him. And I think that probably is going to be a sentiment that follows him throughout his career um, at Colorado and wherever else he goes after that, because he's outspoken. Um, he's very, very passionate about what he does and what the things he does and what he believes in um, that bothers people. And most importantly, you could take all the shots you want at him and he does not care, which I think is the coolest thing because obviously not that he needs to care about everything, but we see a lot of fragile egos in college football. Um, and he is, as of right now, he's not shown that he's one of them. Um, he's shown that he had Pat Narduzzi come for him and he had Matt rule kind of throw a shot at him. He's had, uh, Jim Mora throw shots at him. He doesn't care. Um, he, he kind of just does his own thing. Um, he stays focused on the task at hand, which is leading this Colorado team to success. And he worries about what he could control. He doesn't worry about what other people could, what other people say and what they have to say about, um, what he's doing right or wrong. And I think that's really cool of him. Um, love or loathe though. I think, and we're going to see this and I want to want to talk about it more so because Colorado, if my record prediction is true, six and six, um, in the manner I had them losing, they were, I believe two and three at one point, or some people have them finishing below 500. Um, you're going to find out quickly how many people dislike, uh, coach prime if they start losing games. Um, because for as many sites that are writing about his glory and writing about what he's done for the program and what he's done for college football, what he's done for HBCUs, which I think people often overlook, there's going to be people ready and waiting. There's people that probably got drafts saved, um, book, tweets bookmarked of maybe him, of people betting on him to win the championship, whatever it may be. People are going to want to come for Coach Prime in Colorado because of the spotlight that he puts on the program. Um, I think the difficult portion um, that this team's going to experience this year is that when they start to lose games, if they lose games, um, it's going to be as if I, I don't like comparing them to Texas because Colorado is not as big of a brand as Texas, but that's the comparison that comes to mind is people root for Texas to lose because they think it's funny. They, they like to make fun of the tech as Texas back stuff. Um, and I think Colorado is going to be, obviously they're not trying to be back um, in the same aspect that in the same way Texas is, but it's the same sense that people want to make fun of them for struggling. And I think that's going to be something we see. Um, but there's also going to be a lot of fans when, and if they succeed uh, that are supporting coach prime, where people are going to be like, where did all these fans come from? And I think it's just going to be a great mixture of college football. Uh, I think outside of the toxicity that we've kind of been seeing um, in the comment sections and in people kind of going after it just because they either disagree or something. I think a healthy rivalry, a nice kind rivalry um, is one of the best things in college football. And I think coach prime is going to kind of bring that out in a lot of people. So look forward to that um, this upcoming season. Um, before we move on, this episode of locked on buffs is brought to you by bird dogs. Um, they're the comfiest shorts I own. Um, let me tell you. Um, they make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and your leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. 
Um, Burdock shorts did the exact exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit better. Um, they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Um, Burdock's fixed that issue by inventing the cloud knit fabric that just that looks just like khaki, but stretches, so you get a way slimmer fit. Um, without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you as cool and dry all day long. Um, me personally, I this past week I was in South Dakota, was rocking my new Bird Dogs joggers. Uh, they were super comfortable on the flight because, you know, planes get a little chilly. So I wanted some joggers where I'd still feel comfortable but still be able to feel warm. Um, also, when you order and you use the code Locked on College, you get a free um, gift, which is a white tech hat. Um, you get... It's a swaggy hat. Uh, I wish I had it with me right now. Um, nice, lightweight hat, uh, especially in the summer. We need those hats to kind of protect us from the sun. So if you want some comfortable shorts or joggers and a nice hat, go to birds. Go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code LockedOnCollege for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash college for or a promo code college for a free white tech hat. Um, you don't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay. I talked about why people are going to love or loathe Coach Prime. Um, I think it's kind of a, to summarize, he's very popular. Um, He's a polarizing figure. He's outspoken. He's passionate. He does things differently. Um, people either love him for that or they hate him for that. And so when he wins, there's going to be a lot of people supporting him. And when he loses, there's probably going to be just as many um, kind of preying on his downfall. But here at Locked on Buffs, we're just going to cover it along the way and talk about um, whatever this team accomplishes and where the journey takes us. <laughs> okay, let's talk about On 3's bold predictions. Um, on 3's writer, um, let me pull up his name real quick. His name is, sorry, uh, Jesse Simonton. Um, had my computer lag on me a little bit. Um, Jesse Simonton kind of brought up a few bold predictions that he thinks will happen in this upcoming uh, college football season. Um, but for Colorado fans, you're not going to like this one. Um, I don't really know how, if I had to grade this on the boldness scale, I'd probably give it a, a four out of 10. Um, I think most people, uh, like my record prediction, based off of, what I'm reading elsewhere feels bold. Um, I said six and six. I think that's a perfect ceiling for them. Uh, I think they have winnable games. Um, and I think coach prime and the staff are kind of going to figure things out along the way. Um, but the record prediction from Jesse Simonton Vaughn three was that Colorado goes uh, three and nine in year one uh, under coach prime said the bus will be the most interesting team in college football this fall, but that doesn't mean coach primes burn it and build a plan will pay dividends immediately. It's going to be a long rough year. Colorado has 11, um, games against power five opponents and a week three and even a week three home game against in-state rival Colorado state is no gimme. Sanders recently promised that Colorado is going to win. He just didn't say how many, um, nice little technicality there. I guess you could say, um, <laughs> as someone who thrives off of technicalities, that's a, a good one. Um, here's the thing. One, like I said, don't think that's that bold. I think most people are kind of expecting them to, to stumble. 
uh, I think it's people are doubting the roster and and honestly, I have questions about the roster until I see them play against teams that aren't themselves. Team against like when they play against TCU, I still don't think we'll have the complete story on Colorado because I can guarantee you that there's probably going to be at least four to six guys that start or have key roles against TCU that maybe don't start the rest of the season, not the rest of the season, but maybe they lose their starting spot later in the season. Um, there's going to be a lot of learning and growing pains um, for Colorado, and I think that people. Uh, kind of need to accept the fact that um, just because uh, Coach Prime and all these people are coming forward and saying, yeah, Colorado is going to be good this year. We're going to win. Um, they still have to figure things out um, what works and what doesn't. Um, there's things that work against Colorado's defense that may not work against uh, defenses in the regular season or vice versa. Maybe there's looks that the defense gives that works against Colorado's offense that maybe other offenses don't fall for. Or maybe it works uh, really well and they need to do more of it. And so, I don't I'm not surprised at the prediction. Um I think it's I think it's safer to predict and I think that's one of the the interesting things about being in the media right now. Um people call things bold predictions, but it's safer to predict things that you know will cause a stir but can kind of happen. Like for ex- for instance, a bold prediction would be Travis Hunter wins the Heisman. That's a bold prediction because obviously we haven't had um there's only been one wide receiver to win the Heisman in a hot minute. It was Devontae Smith. Um, and there's only been one two-way player in a long time, if ever. I wouldn't say ever because back in the day when they were playing football without helmets, you were, you were a quarterback and a linebacker. But in, we'll go since the 1995, I guess. Uh, Charles Woodson is the only player that kind of was uh, – and I don't even think he played both ways. He was just kind of a game-breaker on both sides of the ball. Um That'd be a bold prediction. Or maybe Colorado wins 10 games. That'd be a bold prediction. Colorado makes the Pac-12 title game. That's a bold prediction. I don't really think it's a bold prediction if 90% of the population is counting on Colorado to struggle, and then you call it a bold prediction and say they go 3-9. and nine. That doesn't really feel bold to me, um, but hey, to each their own. Um, this isn't The purpose of this wasn't to kind of uh, dump on the bold prediction. It was just to talk about it. Um, realistically, I think we're giving... And I see this in the comment section. I think some people give too much credit to Colorado's schedule um, in terms of like, they're like, oh, they have the toughest, which they do have a tough schedule. I'm not, they have tough opponents, but they have winnable games. I think there's a difference there. Um, and then other people are like, oh, the Pac-12, it's it's not good. Um, I think people are getting caught up in what's going on outside in the boardroom um, for the Pac-12, which is probably no longer going to exist uh, in a year. But the Pac-12 has really good teams. They have five teams that rank within the top 25, um, which omission. I think I said top five earlier. I think there was a typo in that article. But either way, they have five teams that rank within the top 25. I think they're all within the top 20 as well. Um, and Colorado plays, I believe, all of them. Um, let, me, let me pull up their schedule real quick just to make sure. Um, but, yeah, Colorado plays a good portion of them. I know they play USC, Oregon, um, they play CCU, which is another ranked team, obviously not in the Pac-12. Um, so they play Oregon, USC, Oregon State, and Utah. Um, so the only one they avoid is Washington, but they also play UCLA, who's who was, I believe, 28th in the country um, based off of the uh, coaching poll. They had the third most votes of teams that were not in the top 25. So they play five teams that could be ranked um, in the Pac-12. Um, the Pac-12 is very solid this year, and so I get why people are doubting them. 
But I also think people need to take into take under consideration. Coach Prime built his staff and his roster knowing just how good the Pac-12 was. And so I think that's going to be interesting uh, kind of tidbit to follow along. I think three and nine. Um, I would say that's kind of not a worst case scenario. I think if my prediction doesn't come true and Colorado falls below, falls short, I think it's going to be somewhere in the rounds of realm of four and eight. Um, win the games against Stanford, Arizona, um, Colorado State, and maybe sneak one against Washington or something like that, or Colorado, whatever maybe. Um, I think to win six six games, they're going to have to upset somebody. They're going to have to shock some people, and I think that could happen. But until that happens, we'll just have to, like I always say, wait and see. That's the worst part about preseason because you guys are probably tired of me saying wait and see, but we literally have to wait and see. Um, that's what I talked about with Nick Saban yesterday. Um, I think the hiring of Coach Prime is massive for Colorado, but am I willing to say it's important as the Nick Saban hiring? No, not yet. Um, I want to come to me after five years and we'll, we'll discuss. Um, I feel like that's an overreaction right now, but Hey, maybe I'm wrong and we'll, uh, I will definitely admit to when I'm wrong. Um, but Hey, moving forward, we're, we just got to wait and see, <laughs> uh, moving forward with this episode, we're going to be talking about ESPN's kind of swipe at Colorado. Um, when we come back. Welcome back. We are talking about ESPN's kind of swipe at Colorado. Um, they had a writer by the name of, what is his name? Mark Schlaubach, um, who kind of previewed the, the 2023 season um, and gave a few bold predictions uh, for Coach Prime in his first year. Um, he said, and I quote, there has been plenty of hype and controversy surrounding Deion Sanders' move from FCS program Jackson State to Colorado in the offseason. He continued, the Buffaloes are going to be one of the most compelling teams in the country, but they're not going to be very good. Colorado went 1-11 last season, 1-8, 1-8 in the Pac-12. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. If I see the 1-11 argument one more time for this team, you cannot use the 1-11 argument to tear down Coach Prime's team. It's literally, I think after the loss of Chance Main, I think there's nine scholarship players from last season. Last season is moot, void, does not matter. Stop bringing it up. You cannot do analysis on a completely different team. That'd be like if I was doing analysis um, on this Colorado team using the 2016 team that went to the, I think it was 2016, that went to the Pac-12 title game. What does that team have to do with this? This last year's team is so irrelevant when you're talking about this year's team, there's new staff, new, new players, new everything. Um, cont anyway, continue. That's my tidbit. I don't think it's a, a interesting, it's not a good or fair comparison because it literally has nothing to do with this team anymore. Um, he said Sanders in his draft tried to try to trade out beans and Frank's ingredients for beef Wellington over. I don't, even, I don't even know what that means. Beans and Frank's like beans and hot dogs, I guess for beef Wellington overnight, but it won't make a, much of a difference difference it wouldn't be a surprise to see tcu hang half a hundred on the buffs in the season two or in the season two in the september um second opener wow colorado is currently 20 point underdogs 20 and a half point underdogs to be exact unless the line changed within the last couple days and mark schlaubach thinks they're gonna have 50 hung on them um, realistically, I don't think TCU's offense is that good. We're going to find out tomorrow on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Bus, which I know my everydayers will be dialed into, which I appreciate. Um, I love that you guys are tuned in every single day, commenting, giving feedback. Uh, we love to see it. Um, I'm going to have a writer from TCU's 24-7 side to come on and kind of dive into the team and give some details that maybe we don't know um, as outsiders of the program. But 
I I think this is the love or loathe thing. Um, and this is also something that comes along with being bold. I think this is the difference between being I, I would consider that a bold prediction. Um because obviously giving up 50 to a Chandler Morris led team would be shocking and a team that's lost so much talent would be shocking, but people either want to be bold. Um, and Dan Patrick talked about this a while back. He said there's wishful reporting, but I also think there's, I want to say hateful reporting, but there's animosity in reporting for some people. Like I think some people want to be bold in the sense that they want to be on top of there's two there's two sides of things right now when covering Colorado. I should have talked about this earlier. You either want to be right that Coach Prime is going to be the best thing since sliced bread, or you want to be right that he's going to be the worst coach ever. Um, I think that's kind of where we're at in covering Coach Prime in Colorado. Um, there's no like like the same people that are like, oh, he says he wants to win. He went one and eleven last year. He's not going to win. Um, are the same people ignoring the fact that he's a first year head coach of Colorado? Um, they're not going to be like, oh, he deserves some time. They're going to be like, well, he said he was going to win or, well, he caused a big stir this offseason. So therefore, he has to win because he was just so boisterous in his opinions and boisterous in his roster building that we think it's gonna, it has to blow up. And I think people are kind of you either you're on one end of the spectrum, you're either on or the other end of the spectrum. You love him or you love them. And I think we're kind of seeing that in the way he's being covered. Um, so look to see how that changes throughout the season um i want to thank you guys for tuning in to locked on buffs and watching how i cover him i try to be as in the middle as possible um, i'm not trying to overhype what he's doing and i'm not trying to undersell what he's doing because i think what he's doing is great but i also think there's time to see um what he's doing where they improve throughout the year so i appreciate you guys for tuning in to locked on bus it has been another great episode my name is kevin borba you guys have a great wednesday i will see you guys tomorrow when we talk about tcu have a great day Thank mm-hmm. you.